This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the dude. Hey, just a quick reminder, if you want to get your hands on some Hey Bartender podcast merchandise, head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and you can uh, find some blogs on past podcasts. You can find t-shirts that show some bartender pride. You can find some uh, other cool stuff. So head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and get your stuff today. Well, not right now, because the show's about to start. Welcome back to Hey Bartender Podcast. I'm your bartender, I'm the dude. So that's what you call me. You walk in and you say, hey dude, can I get a drink? And I'll just give you a dirty look and say, you'll have to be more specific. Anyway. So, sit down, relax, let's uh, talk for a little while. Hey, uh, you know, let's get things started. Let's talk about today's drink special. Today's drink special is called Unrequited Love Punch. Hmm, okay, well, first of all, you gotta take your shaker, pour two ounces of Jack Daniels, two ounces of cranberry juice, one half ounce of pineapple juice, and one half ounce of of orange juice shake and strain that bastard into a highball glass or pounder that's full of ice and top it off with ginger ale garnish it with an orange if you got one and you know you know that's uh, you know sounds like it might be a fun decent drink and hey you never know what could happen you uh since it's called unrequited love if this bartender knew what unrequited meant that might happen to you you never know but anyway, we're not here to just talk about the words that this bartender doesn't know, because that would take all day. We are here to talk about certain situations that I've seen in bars, uh, especially during my years as a bartender. It, you know, things happen there all the time. And you know what? Strangest damn thing. I look back on all these podcasts that I've uh, posted, and I sit back and think to myself, all the stories where I myself uh, have actually uh, admitted to seeing this story. All these stories are true, and sometimes it's kind of weird. You know, uh, it's just like, really, did that happen? And I look back on it and go, well, yeah, yeah, that actually did happen. I did get that guy to snort one fifty one up his nose, and you know, we we told him it was called Chili Willy, and he's just all you have to do is just pour a little bit of one fifty one rum. Onto the bottom of a wine glass, you know, the part that you uh, usually sits down on the bar, and snort that bastard through a straw. And the dumbass did it. Can you believe that shit? Ah, strange things you can get drunk people to do. Drunk people are so cute. But is that the point of going to a bar? Is that really what we're after? I'm going to the bar and get drunk. Okay, maybe that is like a side effect of going to a bar. Maybe that's just kind of what happens just because, you know, that's the after effects of uh, that lovely chemical that we call alcohol. It brings out the innermost whatever the hell you are out. If you're, uh, if you're shy and detached, maybe you all of a sudden become the world's greatest lover. Or if you're uh, happy and uh, always friendly, maybe it turns you into a giant asshole. I mean, either way, I mean... You, 
you know, sometimes you go to the bar and you get a couple and you just feel a little relaxed after a long day of work. Okay, I got a nice little relax going. Time to go home, have a little bit to eat, watch some TV, go to bed. Other times you're like, it's Friday night, it's time to party, and I'm going to wake up tomorrow and wonder where my pants are. Yeah, so, you know, that just all depends on what kind of person you are. So, but let's face it, bars were invented so that people could congregate. No, probably not. It was probably one of those deals where that was the only place where you could get alcohol. And so it's it's like a marijuana uh, den or something like that. But let's pretend uh, in this crazy mixed up world that goes through this dude's head that bars were invented so that people could congregate. People could get together, get to know the people in the town, get to know, uh, you know, who anybody. I mean, you, um, you think about the Old West, any, say, Clint Eastwood movie, John Wayne movie, there's only one bar in town. Well, I think it's Tombstone. I think there was three. But, you know, that's beyond the point. Uh, the... People would all congregate there and, you know, talk, joke, gamble, and get drunk, fight, you know, all that sort of thing. But nowadays, you know, when I'm looking around in the bar, we're in the 2000s now, and I'm looking at, uh, looking at some of these bars, and when it comes to the after, after the dinner rush, uh, after everybody's been fed, you know, people gone home, changed their clothes. They uh, then they go out to the bar. People are looking, still looking for social situations. It's, I mean, let's face it. If you wanted to be alone, you would just go to the uh, go to the liquor store by yourself, fifth, or go to the nearest convenience store by yourself, a twelve pack, and stay home. If you go to a bar and sit there and say, "I just want to be alone," you are full of shit because. Why would you put yourself in a public place and drink, you know, and, you know, try to sit in the corner and tell people to leave you alone? No, you don't want to be alone. You want to be mixed up in a crowd. And, you know, know, maybe that person is just dying for attention and just doesn't know how to go about it. So, but, you know, it ultimately, I mean, that's where you go to have fun. And that's why bars have so many things to entertain yourself with. You go, you talk to people. Uh, that's the first and foremost thing you can do. You can play pool. Uh, some states and some counties and uh, some places, you can gamble. You know, uh, not necessarily table gambling, but you know, sit and play five uh, Texas Hold'em with your friends. Well, not for money at least uh, in most places. But you got those video poker machines, you got the video slot machines, and Kino, and uh, yeah, that's a lot of gambling you can do. But traditionally, the bar is where people go to talk and make friends. And, you know, I sat and watched people in the bar, and there was always these people that sat back, and they never met a stranger. Never met a stranger in their life. Just all of a sudden, hey, how you doing? What's your name? And other people that, you know, just kind of sit there, observe people and try to decide the first one or two visits in the bar. Is this really the place that I want to hang out? And 
you know, that's completely all right too. But once you figure it out that this is the kind of place that I can really hang, then you got to start to get to know people. I mean, it's inevitable. People are sitting around all, all, all over the place and you can't be that one person that doesn't say anything to anybody. It is almost bar room rules that you have to talk to the person sitting next to you if you're sitting up at the bar. Now, if you're sitting at a table, the rules are a little bit different. But when you're sitting at the bar, that is the community. That is where you know you are practically forced to engage in conversation with the person sitting next to you. Nope, it's not like the men's room where everybody has to stay quiet. It is your that's the social area. So when you go up and sit uh, sit at the bar and expect to just sit there and watch ESPN or whatever happens to be on the TV over the bar, because there's got to be a TV over the bar. Don't expect to be there and be quiet the whole time. Somebody, whether you like it or not, is going to talk to you. And it's never going to be the ideal person that you'd hope would talk to you. Well, well, let's 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 change that. It might be the person that you uh, hope would talk to you. I mean, if you go into the bar with an idea set of, I'm going to talk to somebody. And, or, you know, I'm going to you know, talk about this. I'm going to do, uh, we're going to talk about that. You know, that's not going to probably work out to your, uh, to your benefit, but you are going to talk to somebody. And even if you spot a certain person that you would like to talk to in the bar, how do you know they want to talk to you? They might be talking to the person sitting next to you. And so what do you do? Do you, uh, what was it? I was watching on TV the other day. Do you accidentally uh, bump them and then make them spill their drink and go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Can I buy you another one and engage conversation that way? Or do you make weird noises until they turn and look at you and go, uh, hi, are you okay? And, I mean, I've seen it done. And I'm Seriously, there was this dude that sat at my bar just all of a sudden would whistle out of nowhere. And I started realizing that he uh, would do that when he hadn't been talking to anybody for a while. Now, me being the asshole that I am, I just thought he was just making that whistle noise to uh, grab everybody's attention. Just all of a sudden, everybody goes, what the hell was that noise? Oh, hey, hey, so, uh, you know, what's going on? And, you know, me being the asshole I am, I thought he was just an intention. But I sit back and look at, think about it nowadays. And I think, you know, maybe the guy had Tourette's. I mean, it, you know, I because I only found out just recently, it's Tourette's isn't a guy sitting there just going ship his fuck up, you know, uh, out of nowhere. You know, I mean, they can make just the simplest little noise, or they have the uh, just a little twitch in their hand, or something like that, and that's called Tourette's. Now, I I thought it was just involuntary swearing, and I thought that's probably the coolest illness that anybody can have i have an excuse to swear whenever i damn well fucking feel like it well it's kind of like having a podcast isn't it i mean you know having a podcast is one of the cool things uh i sit back and think about because i can sit here and say the seven dirty words that george carlin said you can't say on television or radio shit piss fuck cunt cocksucker motherfucker and tits all I have to do is just click the box that says has explicit content and that warns everybody. Now, if I did that while I was on TV, say I was the host of some uh, late night talk show of some kind and I decided to say all seven dirty words all at once, you'd hear just 
And then I'd probably get a letter from the uh, FCC, not to mention a bunch of people who sit at home and have nothing better to do than to email their congressmen saying, I can't believe they use that kind of language on TV. But you know what? That's not what I'm here to talk about. I mean, swearing in bars. And it's it's just going to happen. I had a boss at one time who tried to censor everybody. You know, uh, if somebody was watching a football game and goes, Oh, shit! Yeah! Motherfucker! And he'd walk over and go, Excuse me, can you watch your language? And, uh, you know, swearing in bars, I mean, it does uh, create kind of a hostile environment. Because there's people in there that don't really appreciate that kind of talk. And you know what? I just tell them to deal with it. And I was just, you know, because think about it. They're just words. You know, I mean, and it, and when it comes to words, it just all depends on how you use them. And, uh, I mean, are you, are you going to tell people... Uh, I mean, when we walk into the bathroom, do you really, and see a mess on the floor, do you really want to come out and, uh, tell your bartender and possibly announce it in front of uh, six other people? Um, there's some duty on the floor. No, we're adults here. You say, Hey, somebody shit on the floor or, you know, or, you know, uh, if you know, you see two people sneak into the, uh, sneak into one of the back rooms in the bar and you hear a bunch of rustling around well no you got to check on that because other things might have might be happening that might not be good but you know uh when it comes down to it you think the bartender is going to say two people decided to have intercourse in our uh back room no they're fucking come on but one of my favorite moments where my boss uh decided that he wanted to control the swearing that was happening in his bar uh, there were two guys playing the golden tea machine. And uh, for some of you who probably, who might not know what golden tea is, I'd be surprised if you don't. But for some of you who possibly don't know what golden tea is, it's a golf video game. And you know, the reason why they call it golf is because all the other four letter words were taken. And so you meet any golfer, uh, any, any of them, if they mess up a shot, they are going to swear. I don't care who you are. I mean, I'm sure Tiger Woods, if he messes up a putt, he doesn't go, oh, golly gee willikers. You know, um, well, I'm sure he has to watch his mouth when he's playing the uh, U.S. Open or something like that. But uh, that's not what he's thinking. Yeah, he, he just, sure, he may be looking down to the ground and he go, he probably in his head, motherfucker, god damn it. And, but yeah, the two guys playing golden tea guy, uh, I guess his, uh, his drive off the tee, the wind caught it ball went way different than he where it wanted to go. And he was fuck. And the, my manager walks up to him and says, excuse me, what did you say? And then the guy just walks up to him, looks him right in the eye and says, fuck. And that manager at the time, he wasn't really the confrontational type. As soon as that, uh, as soon as the other guy who was playing Golden Tee told him exactly what he said with extreme uh, enunciation, uh, 
Yeah, he had nothing else to say to him. He was, he might as well have said, "Okay, just checking," because you know, there was no confrontation. He didn't tell tell me to say, "Get him out of here." Uh, you know, it was just okay. Turn around, walk away. But I have met uh, bartenders who absolutely did not allow swearing in their bar. They would police that constantly, and. Uh, but, and the one that pops into mind is the one that, uh, one of the bartenders that trained me. Now I went to a bartending school. I'm going to talk about that in another podcast, uh, about bartending schools. But I, uh, she said, uh, during her favorite part of the whole curriculum, which was a two week class. So curriculum is kind of a longer word than probably should be used. But she said she did not allow swearing in her bar unless, unless they ordered an adios motherfucker. Now, most people would just walk up to the bar and say, give me an AMF. Because, let's face it, in this day and age, people love to use acronyms. And uh, so, but she said, other than that, nobody was allowed to swear in her bar whatsoever. So, uh, some people would take great prele- great pleasure, nay, great pride in walking into her bar and saying, I would like an adios motherfucker, just so they could swear in her bar. And she'd serve it up to him without, uh, without saying another, another word, because that was the appropriate time for them to swear. Anyway, I didn't uh, want to talk about swearing, even though it's a lot of fun. Swearing uh, gets your point across, gets uh, people's attention, uh, and it just all depends on how you use it and in in the context. If you're one of those people that has to say fucking every other fucking word just because you're fucking stuck on whatever fucking sentence that you're trying to fucking say, okay, yeah, you're an idiot, uh, because... If you can't think of any other word to fill up that sentence other than say, fuck every other fucking word, then you're a dumbass. And you know what? That goes for people that say friggin' too. Those people that take the high road and say, I don't say the F word, I say friggin'. You know, you're still an idiot just because you say, just because you don't say the real F word and you replaced it with an appropriate, what you call an appropriate F word, you're still an idiot because you freaking say freaking whatever you freaking think and you can't get a whole freaking sentence out of your freaking mouth without saying freaking every other time. You still show the lack of intelligence. And, you know, if you walk up to somebody at the, uh, at the bar and say, so I was at the freaking grocery store today and Frickin' the cost of frickin' uh, radishes uh, was really frickin' high. And so I went over to the frickin' uh, manager and I was like, what the frick? You know, know, your intelligence level to the person that you're talking to, be it male or female, has gone down about a million points. I mean, even though you say frickin', you still sound stupid. But... You know, there have been even a couple times where I was just like, you know what? You say frickin' so damn much. Just say fuck. Well, I don't say that word because that's a bad word. Well, you sound just as stupid. Just say it. Come on. Once. once just say it once for me. And they usually ignore me. But, you know, 
the social situation when you're in the bar, I mean, let's get down to it. Uh, there's a lot of people, you know, say after the dinner hour, during the dinner hour, you get a lot of couples and, you know, they, that want to meet up with other couples. That's all fine and dandy. Yeah. Just get some couples, make some friends. And, but after the dinner hour, that's when the more interesting stuff happens, at least in my opinion, because after the dinner hour, that's when the single people come out. That's when people come out and they're looking for friends, be it male or female. And, you know, find somebody else who loves the Chargers. Find somebody else who loves to shoot pool. Find somebody else who hates Megadeth. And I mentioned that because I remember watching this guy. He uh, was talking to this girl and they were getting along just fine. Then he took off his jacket and showed he was wearing a Metallica shirt and she tore him a new one for that. He's like, why? What the, why? What's wrong with Metallica? And she's like, they kicked Dave Mustaine out of the band unfairly. And he's like, and, and you know, he, he actually handled it better than I thought he did because he, uh, was one of those people that's an encyclopedia about Metallica and uh, everybody knows Dave Mustaine was kicked out before Metallica's first album because they just couldn't get along with him. So they, as soon as they got to New York, they're just like, hi, we're here. Can we get a new lead guitar player? And uh, so, but, you know, she was a heavy Megadeth fan and uh, just decided that anybody who liked Metallica was bullshit. And... And, and so she refused to talk to him ever again just because he liked Metallica. I mean, he could have liked Megadeth too. That's a possibility. And, but, uh, but you know, the fact that he was wearing a Metallica t-shirt, that, I guess, just really set her off. But the, when the single people come into the bar, and I start watching these people, and they linger. They wander around the bar. They go from table to table. They go from pool table to pool table. Sit in, you know, they may be sitting at one particular bar stool, decide that that's not uh, the right place that they want to be sitting in. So they'll say, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. Then they go to the bathroom. And then when they get back, either their seat is taken or they've decided to change seats to get away from the situation that they were in or get themselves into a situation that they want to be in. So that's where the whole trickiness comes in. I spent a little bit of time. Yes, honestly, because, uh, you know, I don't really have much else to do once I'm done with work and every day, I spent a little bit of time, uh, watching a little bit of TV and came across, some old rom-coms, the old romantic comedies, usually starring John Cusack. And I sat back and thought, God, those would, those, those movies are bullshit big time. I mean, all you have to do is, uh, sit back and think about the movie, say anything. This guy, uh, sits back and decides he's had a crush on this girl for, a long time finally gets the nerve to ask her out and then things aren't going their way things aren't acting appropriately and uh, all of a sudden 
uh, they break up and he does everything that he can and he can think of to try to win her back. Now, I've seen that happen in, a, in the bar. Two people, they meet each other, they laugh, they carry on, and then all of a sudden they're in a relationship. And, but it, one day, for whatever reason, the relationship ship took a nosedive. Now, when I think about uh, some of these situations, if the guy were to stand outside that girl's apartment and be playing Peter Gabriel on a boom ba- boom box, I don't even know where he got the boom box, but because they don't make those things anymore. Uh, but if he was playing Peter Gabriel outside the boom bo- uh, outside her apartment, I am really sure that the police would be called. At the very least, she'd uh, swing open her window and say, Peter Gabriel's a pussy, and then slam the window shut. And, uh, you know, but, yeah, I've never seen those romantic comedy situations work out in the end. It just doesn't happen. Majority of those things, in this bartender's worthless opinion, would end up in a restraining order. I mean, come on. You stand outside playing... uh, playing your so-called song uh, to remind her that uh, of the times that you had together or, uh, you know, shoot, I don't know. uh, uh, I don't know, Coyote Ugly type of stuff where you force the girl to, uh, uh, to face her challenges and uh, basically come off looking like uh, some kind of hooligan or thief as you're trying to help her out. It, you know, there would be issues in, or there would be issues involved. There would, uh, cause I've never seen uh, situations where uh, the couple break up and it's a mutual thing or, you know, there, there have been clean big breakups. Let me change that. But it comes down to separating what, who goes to what from then on out. So they both realize they can't come to my bar together anymore or at the same time. So one of them has to go. And ultimately they, I think it pretty much gets split up by who has more friends at whichever bar. So I, you know, I've got uh, more friends over at this bar. So and most of your friends like to hang out over at that bar. So you have to go there. You can't come over here anymore because I don't want to see, I don't want to see your face. But you have to remember, when you're in the bar situation and alcohol is involved, it's like Chris Rock said, you're not yourself when you're in there. You're drinking. You are no longer John Smith. You are John Smith's representative because alcohol has turned you into something else. What? I don't know, but it's definitely a Jekyll and Hyde type of thing. It happens to everybody. And some of you guys have to remember, uh, this happens to guys mostly because they, I've seen this, this one dude, he comes up to this girl drooling, drunk, you know, swaying all over the place and said, Oh, you, you're really pretty and really cool. Uh, can I take you out sometime? And she said, Oh God, no. And you know, I thought, well, that was kind of rude she just you know go oh god no and but you know 
it almost was deserved because, you know, the guy was drunk and a mess. And, you know, he uh, shows up a little bit later and he goes, oh, there's that girl again. Oh, I, you know, I made an ass of myself. Uh, I, and he's, he's, what can I do to ask her out? And I said, try it sober. And he's, what? And you know, it's like, dude, you were drooling mess when you asked her out. Not only do you have to introduce yourself now, but you also have to prove that you are not an alcoholic. And, you know, don't, it's, don't just walk over, don't overload on liquid courage to go over and talk to this girl. You know, just walk over now because you've only had half a Budweiser. So, and you're nowhere near where you were that night. So go over there and talk to her now. If you want to date this girl. And he ended up chickening out. But, um, you know, you, you see other, more of these romantic comedies. And, you know, if I sit back and watch these things, I mean, uh, and it's just total, total horseshit it to me because I have never experienced it. I have never seen it happen where these grand gestures that happen towards the end of the movie work. And I mean, think of the graduate at the end of the movie, he's banging on the window, screaming the girl's name. Then they run off together, jump on a bus. And then all of a sudden get this look on their face like, Oh shit, what did we just do? But you know, when, uh, there just so many situations where, it could have been a theme for a romantic comedy uh, as you're sitting in a bar, but it ends up, you know, you know, in restraining orders or cops being called or somebody running away because, uh, you know, you know, that person bothers me every time I come in here. I really don't want to deal with that anymore. So, oh, thanks, asshole. You just lost me a customer and a pretty one, too, you know, because I like the pretty girls when they come into the bar. That's just me. But another piece of bar etiquette that goes along with this whole idea of rom-coms or bullshit is, uh, you know, with the invention of cell phones and text messaging, there is really no reason to call back anybody uh, any anymore. You know, you can't be that guy that says, oh, I called her six times today. She hasn't returned my phone call. If you called six times, they're not picking up the phone for a reason. Whether it be business, whether it be personal, whether it be contractual because Verizon shut off their phone, uh, you know, it's it's just something you got to think about. You don't have to text a thousand times. You don't have to call a thousand times because everybody has caller ID and everybody sees that the text message is on their phone and. Uh, yes, once that happens, you text once or you call once and they don't answer back. There's probably a reason for it. And if you keep persistently texting, calling, whatever, they're going to get upset. That always happens. And it's, why are you texting me so goddamn much? Why are you calling me so goddamn much? Well, I was just wondering where, if you were coming out tonight and you know, no, all you have to do one call, one message. That should be complete etiquette for dating. You know, the, hey, bartender dude right now is going to uh, 
lay down the rule right now. If you call somebody or if you text them and you don't hear back, you can stop calling them or texting them from there, uh, there on out because you, because then it's just a waiting game. If they call, they will, if they want to talk to you, they will call and text you back eventually. But if they don't want to talk to you, you will never hear from them uh, on a phone basis, at least until they deem you worthy or uh, they just, you know, you just never see them again. Then you're just going to have to accept that. Hell, even nowadays, it's not even that important to leave a voice message just because they saw you called. But, you know, I have been in those situations going, wonder why this person called. And so, well, if I have time later, I'll call him back, but I don't have time right now. Uh, but anyway, but if you, you know, I've been sitting and thinking about it uh, quite a bit, you know, all this, these romantic comedy situations, I just don't think that would happen. At least not where the music swells and the people kiss and then the credits rolls uh, sort of thing. It would be a major, major embarrassment on all parties you know, let's uh, think about the movie Wedding Crashers for a second. Okay, I, I kind of already brought it up with uh, the whole The Graduate thing, but uh, Wedding Crashers a little bit more recent, and some of you, most of you have probably seen it, and where he comes into the wedding and he s- says, I don't, uh, I don't care if you marry me, I just don't want you to marry him. And, you know, you interrupt somebody's wedding and just to spout off, your feelings for somebody, you know, okay. In my mind, you're a little late because the wedding's already happening. And to, you know, I, I'm actually one of those people that sits back and wonders, has there ever been a situation, you know, when that, that part where the priest says, uh, if there's anybody in this room who thinks this couple should not get married, has anybody ever jumped up and said, I don't in, or you like Foxworthy uh, said one day that, you know, when the priest says that and all of a sudden everybody's butt clenched because they're worried that somebody's going to jump up and say, I love her and she's carrying my baby. But, uh, you know, has that ever happened? You know what? Email me. Hey, bartender uh, podcast at gmail.com. Tell me if that's ever happened or if you've ever heard of it happening. I really, really, really want to know. And, uh, you know, it's, and the only way that I've seen things like that happen is, you know, alcohol gets involved. All of a sudden, the guy's feelings just all of a sudden start coming out. I was a banquet bartender for a short period of time. And I did uh, have, uh, I did have to uh, bartend for a wedding that was happening at the hotel that uh, one one time. And... You know what? That was a lot of fun and excitement because everybody's just, you know, not only were uh, they there happy to see the loving couple get together, but they were already energized and alcohol fueled that even more. So if they were already at a 10, uh, you know, emotion wise, excited wise, uh, uh, you know, the alcohol brought them to 11 or 12. I mean, once you get to 10, where do you go from there? A couple shots of Jägermeister, you're right there at 11. But I don't remember ever one guy leaning on my banquet bar saying, he doesn't deserve her. She should be with me. 
You know, most of the times I think I'm pretty sure those guys stay home. You know, they, yeah, thanks for the invite. I, you know, got you a, a crock pot or, you know, whatever off your registry, but I can't go to the wedding because, you know, uh, work, you know, they'll make up some decent excuse and stay home or go to, uh, go to a different bar and say that we were friends for years and she went and married a guy that's more successful than I am. <laughs> Why couldn't she see that I have potential? Well, no, you don't have potential dude. Uh, because well, no, you stink, but beyond the point, another whole part about the whole romantic comedy thing that I think is just total bullshit is you know, it, it's happened in every bar. I don't care what bar you go to. It's happened. There are people who just hook up just for sex. And that they, you know, they've might been friends for however long could, could have been a couple weeks, could have been a couple months, could have been a couple years. Then they just both sit back and decide after a few drinks, you know what? You're single. I'm single. We get along really well. You know, you think having sex would hurt our friendship? No, no, you know, I don't think it would hurt our friendship at all. If I got to see you naked. So, you know, that, you know, that's just, uh, you know, it's just one of those things. Sex is sex. And the bartender, you know, if he witnesses this happening, he might, or he or she might be sitting there shaking their head. Some of them, some of the bartenders out there are like, oh yes, you should totally do that. Cause the, uh, I, one of, one of the bartenders I used to work with, she liked setting people up and she would see two people that are really good friends and a male and a female that are really good friends. And if she saw that they were ab- about to take the proverbial plunge, uh, she would get excited about it because, oh, they're finally going to get together. They're finally going to have a relationship. Okay. In my opinion, um, the, now my opinion on, uh, fuck buddies is worthless. And I mean, totally up, down and sideways. It's completely worthless because, you know, I've been there. Yeah. You know, I'll admit it to you. People were just all of a sudden I was, you know, I, one, the girl just looked at me as, and just said, you know what? We're we're really good friends. Sex isn't going to mess anything up. And yes, it will, because it takes your relationship to a different level. And I've seen it in romantic comedies quite a few times, where you know the the two people sit and look at each other and go, you know what? You're single. I'm single. You know we don't have anybody right now. Let's just hook up. And when we, it won't be a big deal. We'll still be friends no matter what, because that's what we are. Friends, right? Yeah. High five. And, but it, somebody, one of the people will ultimately develop feelings uh, almost immediately. And that can either make or break the relationship. Now, uh, the normal lifespan that I've seen of uh, the fuck buddy situation is, three months. And once you've hit that three month point, you either both stop having sex or you are no longer just friends. You both have to sit back and admit it. You are no longer just friends. And yeah, that three month mark hits. And one of the people all of a sudden decides, okay, that's enough. 
time, you know, we can't do this anymore or, you know, something to that effect. But the other person's like, uh, Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We should totally stop. Uh, yeah, good idea. And, and then, you know, in the romantic comedies, uh, the, you know, when Harry met Sally moments and, uh, one of them goes off on a date and then the other one, other one, all of a sudden bursts in, uh, inappropriately and says, I love everything about you. I love how annoying you are. You know, that doesn't happen. I am sorry, ladies and gentlemen. And if it does happen, you know, get it on YouTube, you know, just man and title it. Man makes ass out of himself, um, in front of woman and her date. And, you know, cause that it'll get, a, uh, probably get go viral within, uh, four seconds of you hitting upload. And because I don't picture it happening. I've never seen it happen where the girl all of a sudden wells up in tears. I feel the same way. And then they have the passionate embrace and, and no, it's just all of a sudden, what are you doing here? No, get away from here. We'll talk some other time. No, don't, no, no, not right now. And then the guy says, is this guy giving you problems? And it, you know, and then the fight starts and you know, and then one guy goes, goes to the police. Then the guy, um, and then one person, one of them goes to the, uh, goes to jail that night. And then they disappear because they realize they made a huge ass out of themselves. And it is, that's just where I sit back and think romantic comedies are completely bullshit. I mean, how many times now a semi-accurate depiction, uh, closest depiction to that sort of situation in the TV show cheers, you didn't see the characters in that show hooking up very often. I mean, Norm had, well, his wife, you never got to see her. And every time he went to, uh, went to go, go home, he'd grumble about it or say something, uh, go home back to back to the beast or something like that. Okay. Cliff might've hooked up once or twice. Uh, Frazier, he, well, Frazier, that's a different story because, uh, he ended up meeting Lilith, but then she ended up breaking his heart and well, it wasn't all bad. He got his own TV show out of it, but it, you didn't see everybody hooking up constantly. And, uh, you know, you don't know what the extras are doing behind, uh, that aren't the main characters in the show, but it doesn't happen as often as everybody would think. It, it's not that easy. And, I've been in many bar situations, uh, whether I'm a customer or the bartender, where relationships just don't all of a sudden magically happen. And it's just, uh, and in fact, it's more a, of a series of uncomfortable moments. It's just, we did this one night and now I have to deal with you every time I come into this bar. Wonderful. Anyway, I'm ready for a musical break. How about you guys? This week, or this podcast, I'd I, I just like to say this week, uh, but this episode of uh, Hey Bartender podcast, I've got a new single. Um, this single is called Godless Sleep by the band Foxy Blues. 
Uh, it's available on bandcamp.com. It's available on iTunes. Go check it out. But here's a little sample for you. Here is the song Godless Sleep by Foxy Blues.
From Bozeman, Montana, that was Foxy Blues uh, with her single Godless Sleep from the album Godless Sleep. If you want to check out more of the songs off that album, head over head on over to bandcamp.com. You can just search her down. You can find links to her YouTube, Facebook, her Instagram, and you know, check out some more of her stuff. Anyway, uh, hell, if you guys want to be a part of Hey Bartender Podcast, if you're a bartender out there that has uh, some really groovy stories, or you just want, you know, get your band sound out there, email me, heybartenderpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And you know what? Thanks to all the new followers on Facebook that have come up in the last uh, last couple weeks. I really appreciate you guys joining in on all the fun. So, anyway, you know, all these uh, uh, romantic situations, you know, sometimes, I don't know, it's... I've just never witnessed true romance happen in a bar. And it's, you know, kind of sad because it's a situation, uh, you put yourself in a situation where you're, it's meant to be socials, where you're meant to get to know people and meet people. But I think alcohol has a lot to do with it. I mean, there's been a number of situations, almost, almost every situation, if I think about it really hard where the guy's just like drunk off his ass and says, I just love her, man. And I was like, you know what? You're telling the wrong person. And in your current state, you probably shouldn't be telling her now. So, you know, so sober up first, you want a cup of coffee, you know? And so when you do walk up to her, you don't smell like menthol cigarettes and Budweiser. And, uh, there's no reason for me to say menthol. In fact, the guy I'm thinking of, he probably smoked Marble Reds. But that's beyond the point. Uh, it's it's just, uh, you know, the everybody thinks of the alcohol as a social lubricant. And you know, it doesn't happen very often. And if it has happened where... Uh, you know, you can sit, you're sitting there in your car, in your office right now and think to yourself, I met the love of my life in a bar and we have been happy ever since. In fact, we got married or we will be married or something like that. You know what? Cheers to you guys. I really, really am happy for you. But then again, you know, I, uh, you know, I sit here and talk trash about, trying to make a relationship in a bar, you know, truth being told, I wasn't a bartender during the whole social network extravaganza. I mean, just as, uh, you know what? I think shortly before I stopped bartending, that's when MySpace came out and everybody was doing that. And everybody was just overly excited really. And just friending anybody and everybody they possibly could all over MySpace. But I wasn't around during the uh, the when Facebook came up. I wasn't there when online dating started coming up, and well, online dating you know there everybody was in the chat rooms. But you know, I think most most of the time, most people didn't meet each other because they were on opposite ends of the United States. And yeah, you know, so you know, romantic comedies would change nowadays because of that sort of thing. Well. You know, I think it did um, did kind of change with that uh, You Got Mail movie because the two people uh, emailing back and forth and 
uh, America Online shamelessly uh, using their "You Got Mail" uh, thing uh, to advertise product. You know, product placement, big time in that movie, and you know, and then they ultimately meet up at the end of the movie, even though they hate each other during majority of the movie because he destroyed her small business. But uh, you know, it's you know, seeing that sort of thing in a bar where all of a sudden two people lock eyes, then the music swells and they go running into each other's arms and then live happily ever after. Ooh, you know, I don't know what to tell you there. It, I, I just can't, can't say that I've seen it happen. Well, no, 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 no. Let me think about it. Uh, I did witness one couple. They started dating but they kept it quiet. They didn't tell anybody in the bar and they would, uh, for some reason they just kept it incognito until all of a sudden one day she walks up to the bar and says, look what, whatever his name gave me. And then shows me a, uh, a modest wedding ring. And you know what? I don't think I ever saw them any time after that. It was like they both disappeared. So, you know, maybe they got there happily ever after, you know, maybe, it did happen while I was bartending and, but you know, and I, it's just, you know, the whole idea of romantic comedies turns in, well, you know, maybe it's just my age at this point, but looking back at all those romantic comedies that we used to watch and it, you know, I think you can get away with calling them stalker comedies now uh, because it's will they fuck or did they fuck or won't they fuck? And, and, uh, if the writer really puts their mind into it, you'll actually be rooting for him to get together. But what was that one, uh, early on, uh, Hugh Jackman's career with, with, uh, Ashley Judd. I don't remember, but, uh, you know, just all of a sudden, out of the blue, she's like, oh my God, the man I'm supposed to be in love with has been in my life the whole time and I just didn't know it. And all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden she goes running into his arms in the last three minutes of the movie. And I'm just like, huh? You were sitting there spouting off that you were in love with this other guy until you realized that the man of your dreams was there the whole time and just now before the credits roll, you go out to him? Okay, no, uh, I I call bullshit on that one. But if you disagree with me, if you have uh, had that perfect love connection, if you uh, think that I've just shattered your dreams of ever finding true love in a bar situation, please let me know and uh, send send me an email to heybartenderpodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, it is last call. Last call for alcohol, people. Uh, if you don't come up to the bar, you ain't getting shit, which you don't know where my bar is, so you're not getting nothing from me, so go talk nice uh, to the bartender that's nearby you. Remember, people, be nice to your bartender, love your bartender, love your server, uh, because they are working hard to make sure that you are happy. They are the people that ensure that you have quality service and get your food in a time food or drink in a timely manner and if you piss them off it might not come out very sanitary no i'm kidding they're not allowed to do that nobody wants to end up on night nightline but just remember love your bartenders love your servers remember to tip them tip them well because they're working hard just to get by just like you are just on a different level 
And, you know, thank you to Foxy Blues for being my musical guest for today. Uh, I'd like to thank all the romantic comedies of the 80s. Uh, for giving me the idea to talk about how I think all of those stories were complete bullshit. And you know what? And thanks to the years of bartending that I've done. Oh, who else can I thank? Oh, my many new followers on Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, you know what? You know, just everybody go out there, have some fun. Uh, you don't, uh, you, some of you probably, uh, don't know this, but this is Memorial Day weekend, the day that I recorded this. So remember when you go out there and drink, remember to be safe and respectable. I'm looking at some of you schmucks out there, uh, when you go up and meet somebody and, you know, as usual, you know, just like my hero, Billy Joel always says, lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And don't take any shit from anybody. Good night. Just another quick reminder here, people. If you want to be a part of the whole Hey Bartender podcast experience or want to have your band promoted on this show, just email me at heybartenderpodcast at gmail.com. That's heybartenderpodcast at gmail.com. We'll see about getting you on the show. Hey, and if you get a little bit of, uh, get a little bit of time, head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com. For a little bit of Hey Bartender podcast swag, you can find some groovy t-shirts that are good drinking shirts, show some bartender pride, or even just support the show a little bit. So anyway, head over to hey-bartender-podcast.myshopify.com and go check it out. Maybe even read the blog from time to time. Anyway, like I said, I'm out of here. Later. Bye.